The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, SoCo Roofing and Restoration, First Bank serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna and Rutherford County, Parks Auction Company, they'll handle everything, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, and the Blue Raider Insider Report sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance and Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon. Welcome to all sports talk. Up day here in the borough. A little chillier today, but a nice day. And, uh, I'm not here, but Tony Stennett. I mean, I'm not there, but Tony Stennett is. That is in Frisco, Texas, site of this week's Conference USA Men's and Women's Basketball Tournaments. <clears throat> Tony um, works in the media relations department at MTSU and uh, is accompanying MTSU's Lady Raiders team there this week. Tony, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Monty. All right, Tony, we'll just jump right into the things. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are wondering if has the, have the Lady Raiders done enough to get in the NCAA tournament anyway. Uh, I know the mindset's got to be let's take it all out of any committee's hand and go in there and win it. Right, and that has been Coach Hensel's message, you know, this week and in the, in the few practices that, that have taken place is uh, the, the coaching staff certainly feels that they have done enough, the Lady Raiders have done enough uh, to be in the tournament right now. But uh, the message has been let's not leave it in the hands of the committee or a committee member um, because, as we all know, I mean, there's many instances where you can look at so many teams that should probably be in the tournament through the years uh, that didn't get in uh, for whatever reason. And when somebody falls off the board, it usually is mid-majors. So, um, you know, given that, I think that – you want to take care of business and give yourself a chance, especially when you look around and start seeing upsets in these tournaments of teams that you do feel would also be in, like Gonzaga getting upset in their conference tournament championship, South Florida getting beat yesterday in the quarterfinals of their tournament. I think those are the two teams right off the top you know, that you think are probably in that, that did not win their conference tournament championship. So as that starts to happen – you know, you you feel more like you need to take care of business. But I would imagine that, you know, win tomorrow, get to the semifinals, and I, w- I would think that would be definitely good enough. You're looking at 26 wins. Um, right now coming into the tournament, the Lady Raiders are 28th nationally in the net. Um, you know, I think 3-0 three, three and o against um, – Top 100 teams, 1-0, and of course, against top 50 with that Louisville win, which looked even better when they made the finals of the ACC tournament and beat, you know, a Notre Dame team. It's probably going to be a top 
you know, top two seed in the tournament. So um, I think the resume is certainly good enough. But, again, the, the best thing is to go out and win three games in the tournament and leave no doubt. And along those lines, if you do feel like you've done enough and you're in, you, you're impressive in your tournament and win three games. Now you're talking about putting yourself in position for, you know, a very respectable seed that gives you a chance to maybe, um, you know, get on a good run and, and make some noise in the tournament. Yeah, I was going to say, <clears throat> I would think that the biggest advantage aside from getting in the tournament, if they won the Conference USA tournament, is their seed. You know, I think they're projected as 11. Right now, it could go up to high, I mean, as low or whatever, as a 8 or a 9. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, those those upsets that we uh, spoke of earlier, you know, that goes one of two ways. It, it kind of gives you uh, room for pause if you're, you know, watching that and think you might be on the bubble. But on the other hand, um, you know, a lot of people had Gonzaga or a South Florida up there in that 7-8 uh, range. So you win your tournament and uh, sitting there at 28-4, maybe you could bump up as high as a, as a seven seed. Um, in the tournament. So, you know, to answer your question, I do think the staff feels that they've done enough, and now you're working on uh, your seed and, and putting yourself in the best position that you could be in once you get to the tournament. Well, I'll tell you one thing about the Lady Raiders. Um, they'll keep you hanging on the edge of your seat. Um, they don't win games by 12 points. They win by 35 or by 2 so, <laughs> you know, and they've, had a, <clears throat> they've had a lot of close games this year, and they've been very successful in those games. And you expect close games in the tournament. You know, let's face it, uh, the refs let the game get a tad more physical. Um, just everybody's more focused. You know, there's no nights off. Uh, it, it's tough to go in there and win three or four straight games, three or four straight days. Oh, yeah, and that's where I think the teams that are um, prepared for those kind of runs based on their regular season uh, schedule and who they've played uh, gives them a, a leg up. And I think that's one thing through the years Coach Ensel has done very well uh, with is, you know, playing tough competition, tough non-conference schedule, and going on the road and playing those people as well. So your team is kind of battle-tested. Um, and so forth. But you're right. The it, it's kind of feast or famine on those uh, on those results. As far you know, cause Middle Tennessee's um, scoring the winning margin is I think uh, plus 17, which right now would be one of the top in um, in Conference USA history. In fact, last year South Carolina led the nation in scoring margin at plus 20. So. You know, middle is really up there. But the games that are close, they're really nail-biters, like um, Saturday against UTEP and that overtime win. You know, middle was up 15 points in the third quarter, then all of a sudden you look up in the fourth quarter and the game is on. Uh, and, man, what a quarterfinal matchup that will be tomorrow. Uh, UTEP and La Tech uh, playing one another, and um, that's who Middle Tennessee would play if they're able to win uh, tomorrow's quarterfinal game. You know, I was going to say, <clears throat> I'm not putting the cart before the horse, but either way, uh, that that next matchup, 
against La Tech or UTEP. Um, obviously, uh, two teams that can cause middle some matchup problems. I mean, those girls for UTEP, they're big. I'm not talking 6'8 big. I'm talking wide, big, and they can move. Oh, yeah, and very, you know, very physical. Uh, and uh, not that that middle can't play a physical game, but I see them as being uh, more finesse and stuff in those situations. But I think, you know, my personal opinion, I think the best three teams uh, on the women's side and certainly three of the better playing teams are all in the same bracket, and that would be uh, middle uh, UTEP and La Tech. Uh, in fact, La Tech probably has more conference losses than they should have. They didn't win as much early, but have played better later. But I personally think those three teams are the uh, the three best teams in in the league, and they're all right there in the same bracket. Yeah, I do too. Um, and you know, either way, but <clears throat> you know, it's been a long time since ago since they played Charlotte. <clears throat> They've handled um, FIU pretty easily, but FIU's one of those teams. If if they get hot shooting the ball, uh, they've got several players that can knock down the three. Oh yeah, and they're another team you spoke of. You know the physicality. Um, I think they play like that too. They just try to kind of beat you up for forty minutes. Uh, but like you said, they get hot. And, and you can look at it one of two ways, uh, whether it's an advantage or not. Obviously, you want to get a first-round by, which Middle Tennessee has done not only this year, but um, all uh, 17 years that Coach Insel has brought the Lady Raiders to the tournament. Of course, that one year of COVID, there was no tournament. So um, every year that he's, he's led the charge, they, they have had a first-round by, never played a first-round game. But... Um, the team that you're playing, in this case, the winner of FIU and Charlotte, you know, they've had a game on the court to get adjusted to the, the lighting and the depth and all of that, which it is different, you know, when you get into arenas like this and it's not, in, you know, similar to what you've played in all year and so forth. But not that that's a big factor, but, you know, sometimes it is interesting with those teams that have uh, have had a game on the court before you do. Joined today by Tony Stennett, uh, works for the MTSU uh, Media Relations Department and is with the Lady Raiders this week in Frisco, Texas. Uh, this portion of All Sports Talk has been brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. Guys, if you noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for only $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. You don't have hot dogs or apple pie or no Chevrolet to drive, but we have some hickory smoke wings you're just dying to try. You'll try them, you'll like them, you'll give some to a friend. So on a dare, just stop on by and bring in a friend. Slick Pig Barbecue, 1920 East Main. 
Hello friends, Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, we have taken care of families who were totally caught off guard with the passing of a loved one. There are so many details to tie up, it really can be overwhelming. Again, more than I can count are the comments from families who have pre-planned and pre-funded their or their loved one's funeral saying, it would have been a financial hardship had we not. Let me help you pre-plan. Call me at 615-893-2422. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. Hey, if you're looking to wind down after a hard day's work or enjoy a night out with your friends, let me suggest Fat Willie's Sports Bar and Grill located on River Rock Boulevard. Fat Willie's features nine regulation pool tables, steel tip darts, and buzz time trivia and poker. The beer prices are excellent and they have a huge selection as well as five craft beers on tap daily. Fat Willie's also has your favorite bar foods. Live trivia is held every Tuesday night and pool tournaments are held throughout the week. So if you're looking for a cozy and affordable sports bar with all the amenities, be sure to check out Fat Willie's on River Rock Boulevard next to the Animal Center. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Tony Sennett talking Lady Raider hoops. Uh, tomorrow they will play the winner of FIU and um, Charlotte. I know Coach Henson and his staff are scouting that game right now, but I also uh, know that they already have scouts on these teams. But, um, you know, when you play somebody, you know, two or three weeks later or maybe a month later than the last time you played them, you know, they might be doing something totally different. So you've got to go out and watch them and be aware of anything that they might have changed. Oh, definitely. And then, you know, personnel, not only just what they may do differently, but personnel, if if uh, there was, you know, injuries and they've got a player back or, you know, the other way. But uh, like you said, too, earlier, Monty, it's, uh, you know, a greater sense of urgency because these teams, you know, every team in this Women's Conference USA tournament, other than Middle Tennessee, knows that there's only one way for them to go to the NCAA tournament, and that's to win it. And then I would say, um, you know, probably only maybe three or four teams have a chance to play in the postseason, uh, being the WNIT or or whatever it may be, WBI tournament. Um, you know, so those teams like uh, FIU and Charlotte, there's only one opportunity for them to extend their season, and that's to win games in this tournament and get to Saturday and cut down the net. So, um, you know, I do think the greater sense of urgency, teams are kind of on edge. Uh, so you, you can see things in these games that maybe you didn't see when you played these teams um, Earlier, and like you said, Charlotte, that 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 was several weeks ago. Uh, FIU, I think that was uh, we last played them here about about three weeks ago. So um, 
either way, it's going to be somebody you haven't seen in a while. Uh, and then you turn around, and if you're fortunate enough to still be playing, then you're going to see somebody you either just saw Saturday or a week earlier. <clears throat> Let me ask you something. I remember the first time I went, Coach Hensel's team went to the NCAA tournament. Um, he was very, very laid back. Matter of fact, I think before the game, he went and took about a 20-minute nap while they were doing warm-ups. So, I mean, he was so relaxed. And I think that uh, rubs off on his team because, let's face it, the, the bullseye's on them. Do you think his team, the fact that their head coach is so loosey-goosey, so to speak, you think that rubs off on those players? I do. I think, um, you know, the, the saying is that, you know, teams take on the personality of their, their coaches. And I think I think this one definitely does. And I do think that because of it, it's a more – veteran team a lot of these players have been with coach Hensel for three or more years so i think even more so it does rub off on them and then in the case of like obviously savannah wheeler is uh, in her first year with the team but she's fit right in i mean she's been like it, it's like she's been there all along uh it's uncanny how how she has just kind of fit in and been like one of the others but i do think that um you know, Coach Ensel does a good job with that. It's like, you know, even his messages before games, I mean, it's always so similar. There's no rah-rah. There's no, you know, up and down. It's just he kind of makes it very clear what you need to do to win this game and then go out and do it. Now, as you know, covering his teams through many, many years, um, Coach Ensel's very intense in the game and in practice and all that. He's a very intense coach. But I think in the, in the way you said, like leading into games and stuff, uh, very laid back. And uh, I do see that with the players as well. <clears throat> um, Tony, uh, looking at the all-conference team, you mentioned Wheeler uh, and Courtney Whitson. Um, both make the um, all-conference team. Uh, Malashka, the sixth uh, player of the year, and ironically leads them in um, – uh, scoring, and then, of course, Coach Ensel with Coach of the Year. So um, they racked up pretty well in the postseason honors. Yeah, and uh, Jalen Gregory, you know, second team. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. But... Yeah, and thing about it is, uh, and, you know, you're, you're, nobody got three first-team uh, players. Two was the most, Middle Tennessee and Charlotte, each with two. Um, but you can make a very strong case for Jalen Gregory to have been first-team. Uh, she's been extremely consistent all season, not a lot of ups and downs, leads the uh, conference in three-pointers per game, uh, three-point, you know, uh, averages about 13, 14 points a game. I mean, she hasn't completed her sophomore year, money and closing in on 800 career points. Um, so, obviously headed to the 1,000-point club at some point in her junior year. But then, uh, of course, Savannah Wheeler, Third straight year to be first team all conference. Fourth year to be on a uh, all conference team as she was on the all freshman team. Um, her first year there at uh, at uh, Marshall. So um, you know she's no stranger to that and has been a great addition for the Lady Raiders. And then you know Courtney Whitson is just uh, steady, solid. You know, and I think people who vote on those awards are the coaches, the media and sports information directors. So uh, certainly 
And I think coaches respect what Courtney does. She almost averaged a double-double again this year, uh, close to 11 points a game to go with her uh, right at eight rebounds. Um, and then just the uh, intangibles that she brings to the court. Um, so certainly deserving there. And then um, Ksenia Malaska, my goodness, you can make an argument for her to be one of the, the best six players in the country. I mean, leads the team in scoring, uh, leads the conference in uh, block, uh, block shots. She's in the top half of the league in that and nationally, uh, as well as field goal percentage. Um, she's just a really good all-around player, and, you know, what a spark off the bench she is. I mean, it's potentially 20 points off the bench anytime she comes in in, in the game. So uh, just really outstanding player. Uh, the thing, there are two things I find surprising about the all-conference uh, team is, uh, you know, it's the first time in Conference USA that Coach Insel has been Coach of the Year, which is shocking to me uh, uh, because I think this is the eighth or ninth season. And, um, you know, he's had a 30-win season. He's had a, a several 25-win seasons, just dominated the league. But I think a lot of times people look at coaches who were not picked as high and do better than expected. This year, there's no doubt Coach Insel should have been Coach of the Year, and I think by outright. Um, for him to be co-coach of the year with Kevin Baker at UTEP, to me, is laughable. Uh, UTEP was picked sixth. They finished fourth. They had eight league losses. Um, I'm not really getting that. What I could get is Western Kentucky finishes a solid second in the league. They were picked in the lower half of the conference in the preseason, had nobody on the first or second team all-conference. In fact, had just one player on the all-defensive team, one player on the all-freshman team, and uh, like I said, picked lower, finished second. If you were going to have co-coach of the year, I could easily see Greg Collins being co with Coach Insel. Um, but that, that was a real shocker to me. But the biggest shocker of them all was Alexis Whittington being left off the all-defensive team. I don't know how that happens. She made the all-defensive team last year. Uh, middle is even better defensively this year. In fact, right now, um, their defensive scoring margin and what they're doing is top ten in the nation. And if the season were to end today, it would be one of the best defensive teams in the history of Conference USA. Um, and Alexis is the best defensive player on the best defensive team in the league. So, um, you know, and the problem for Alexis and with that that particular team is everybody wants to look at steals and block shots. But because of the way she plays defenses, which is to get up there and, um, you know, deny and not let the player – the other guard even get the ball. She's always holding the other team's best player below their scoring average. But there's not a lot of steals and block shots and, and defensive, you know, fancy stats there that people can wrap their arms around. So I would imagine if we were able to see the ballots, I would say that Alexis did extremely well with coaches' votes in the league, but probably didn't get a lot of votes from the um, media and SIDs who probably look more at statistics because they're not privy to those things we just talked about. Um, but that one, that one to me was um, just very shocking. I thought for sure she she deserved a place on on that team. 
All righty, Tony. Appreciate it as always. Um, stay down there a few days, okay? Hope so. Thanks, Monty. All right, we'll talk to you soon. That's Tony Stennett. Join us on All Sports Talk today. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will give us the Blue Raider Insider Report. Once a fear weather strikes, we break in. Tornado warning for central Rutherford County. Our own meteorologist giving you a complete Rutherford County forecast. So you should be in shelter already. In there is no safer place in the storm. News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. That normal buildup through Mount Juliet right now. The heavy traffic 40 east through that section of Wilson County. Moving a rank 7,000 block of Old Harding Pike out in West Nashville. Still heavy, but moving down into Brentwood, Franklin. It really wants to slow down sometimes 65 southbound at 840 in the Spring Hill area. Nash Painting services all in Middle Tennessee. If you want it done right this spring, check out the, their website at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing news traffic weather and fun <laughs> don't miss the wake up pro with john brian and dalton news traffic weather and fun weekday mornings from six until swap and shop this is monty hale for soco roofing and restoration they're local here in murfreesboro and rutherford county they gladly offer free inspections if they determine there is damage to your roof they'll walk you through the entire process Find them online at southernroofexperts.com or give Donnie Shattuck a call at 615-801-9837. That's 615-804-9837. SoCo Roofing and Restoration, your local trusted roofing expert. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Halls Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Halls Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Halls Auto Care. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report from Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Sponsored by Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors and Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. The report coming up after this. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Hot 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, bench, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. 
Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's start with the Conference USA Basketball Tournament. We are coming to you from Frisco, Texas today. Both Middle Tennessee's men and women both had practices today. The Lady Raiders were able to get in a bit of scouting earlier to see who their opponent would be on Thursday, and the answer to that question is Charlotte. Charlotte knocked off FIU by a score of 72-59, to and so in, uh, in essence, it will be a Middle Tennessee-Charlotte doubleheader because the Lady Raiders tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock will take on the Charlotte 49ers, who they beat twice during the regular season, and the Middle Tennessee men tomorrow night at 6 o'clock uh, will face the Charlotte 49ers, a team that they split with during the regular season. Middle's men go in with the number four seed, the Lady Raiders the number one seed in the 11-team event on each side. But uh, on the eve of the Conference USA tournament getting started, they did pass out uh, all-conference awards and superlatives, and Middle Tennessee's women, we'll start there, had a Conference USA best four players on the all-conference postseason teams, as announced by the league office. Ksenia Maleska was named Conference USA Sixth Player of the Year for the second straight season, and Coach Rick Ensel earned Coach of the Year honors for the fourth time in his legendary Hall of Fame career. Savannah Wheeler, Courtney Whitson, and Jalen Gregory all landed on the All-Conference USA teams. Middle is the only team to have three players represented on the All-Conference first and second teams. Malashka joins Gabby Lyon as the only Lady Raider to be named Conference USA Sixth Player of the Year. The senior is Middle Tennessee's leading scorer with a 15.4 average per game, which is good for fifth in the Conference USA standings. So congratulations to all of the ladies that uh, received honors, including Coach Rick Ensel, for being named Co-Conference Coach of the Year. On the men's side, Conference USA announced its men's superlatives as well, with four Blue Raiders among the honorees. Eli Lawrence was named second-team all-conference. T. Leonard earned all-defensive team recognition, and Leonard, DeAndre Dishman, and Cam Weston were named honorable mention All-Conference USA. Leonard or Lawrence rather is 14th in the league in scoring at 12.3 points per game, 12th in three-point field goals per game with 1.7, and 18th in steals with 1.1 per game. The Blue Raiders' leading scorer, Lawrence has started every game this year and reached the 1,000-point mark for his career earlier this season. Again, we'll have the broadcast tomorrow on WGNS. Women's basketball on the air at 10.30. They'll tip at 11. Men's basketball on the air at 5.30. They will tip at 6. All right, let's turn to golf. Middle Tennessee's Owen Stamper has been named the Blenders Eyewear Conference USA Player of the Week for the third time this season. That was announced by the conference office earlier this morning. The junior from Scottsville, Kentucky, picked up his first career tournament victory at the Lake Las Vegas uh, Intercollegiate. And we'll end up with uh, a sad piece of news. 
Buck Bolden, who helped put the MTSU men's tennis program on the on the map as head coach from 1964 to 71, before becoming a longtime volunteer assistant, mentor, and fan to countless Blue Raiders, passed away on Tuesday at the age of 94. So that is it for this afternoon. Again, we're live from Frisco tomorrow right here on WGNS. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Chip Walters here with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. I was named a top 10 agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town, how's the market? Eh, Good question. And the answer's changed a few times this year alone. I'd like to know what you've heard and share some solid data we have. Give me a call and let's have a cup of coffee and take a look at what's happening in your neighborhood. All my contact info is right on my website, choosechip.net. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. We're now going to be joined by Hannah Jones. She's the head girls basketball coach at MTCS and the Lady Cougars capping off another great season. Uh, they finished runner-up in the Division II-1A uh, state championship, falling to Webb in the finals. And boy, the road to getting to that point was very difficult. And I mm-hmm. guess that's one thing that kind of stands out, Coach, your quarterfinal and semifinals games. You beat two really, really good teams. And, um, you know, one of them, I think you had to go on the road, didn't you? Yeah, I would actually say there were three teams on the way. So we started with Boyd at home, Boyd Buchanan, and they were really, really tough. Um, they had, I think, I think it was number twelve. I don't know. She had something like twenty-four something points against us. So she was, she gave us problems. And then Trinity, we went on the road to Trinity Christian, and they're definitely a well-established um, program that's been to the state tournament before, and that came down to the wire. So that was a really great game as well, and. Um, one of our, our leading score, leading rebounders, she was in foul trouble majority of the game too. So a lot of our other players had to step up and really execute. And then the state semifinals against CAK, which they have <clears throat> eight or nine seniors. So they're a very mature team. And I think I saw somewhere in the last five years, she's been to the state championship, or the state tournament three different times. Um, so that's a big deal. So obviously they're a very great program too. And taking that into overtime was um, – definitely a whirlwind and a thriller and it was they were all really really great games leading up to the state championship now how many seniors did you have this year we have three two were starters and one was coming back off of a surgery and she ended up playing significant minutes in that state championship game well um it's um again congratulations again on just two back-to-back great years and um you know you mentioned a, a girl from boy um Buchanan had the big game you know when you get to this time of year you often see the a team's bell cow so to speak 
step up and they they kind of take the team on their back and you know i'm no i know you've had uh one a special one in banks all year uh certainly very other good players who have stepped up where you, like you said whether it's foul troubles or they're getting double triple teams whatever the case may be but she's kind of been a constant i know um, I, I made this comment because um, I've seen her play a couple times, and I thought um, I think Belmont's getting a steal uh, is what I think. I think she could be uh, any team's point guard, regardless of you know what level, you know whatever. Um, she's been a special one. Yeah, I think. Well, now that Belmont's moved up to the Missouri Valley Conference, it's definitely a bigger, tougher conference than what they were just in at the OVC. So. That's going to be a huge challenge. It's very much a high major Division One school. Um, and I think she's more of, like you, you mentioned, point guard. She's more of just a guard scorer's mentality <clears throat> and that elite defender. So I think, yeah, they're definitely getting a steal. I think she's a great fit for them and their program. Um, and I think she's going to do great things. How much does your district prepare you for the postseason? I know you've coached in this league and um, – uh, there, there's, you know, as they say, there's not a lot of nights off. You better come ready to play every night or you'll get beat. Yeah, I definitely think that the upper half, there's it's us, PCA, and Webb. Um, Webb is just kind of up in another league there, too, as well. So those three, us being all in that middle district, like we're really, it's really, really tough. And I think our region prepares us as well, too, like Nashville Christian, we played them in the regular season. They ended up beating us 40 to 44. So they were a type of team who kept it close and kept you in the half court. So that was definitely a growing experience for us to prepare us for the long run. We got to see them again in the region tournament um, in the semifinals and ended up beating them. <clears throat> so there's a lot of different things in our district and region that prepare us. They're all very different. Um, and I think that as these teams, as we we're all PCA web entities, we're all graduating some really um, key talent and key people. Um, and But where I'm, I think we're kind of at a separator is that we have some really young kids too. Our freshman class is going to be huge for us. Um, we have four freshmen and two were starters this whole year. So they got some really, really great um, minutes and experience. You know, I, I don't know if this rings true in the uh, girls game, but, you know, with all the, college tournaments uh mtsu i know is down in texas I, i'm looking at their bracket you know and if they win their first game they're going to play somebody that matches up well against them although they may not match up well against another team in the league do you find that true in high school as well oh yeah it's definitely just style of play every coach has a different style and you have different types of players so like i think we this year Okay, so last year we only made it to third in district and then third in region. This year we actually made it to the district and region championships. So I think a lot of that was because we matched up a little bit better against PCA this year. Um, I think that our style of play this year was tougher on them than last year, even though we just had a completely different personnel. So, like, from year to year, um, who you have and who you're playing, like, I'm trying to think. Uh, GCA, he ran, like, a triangle in two. He tried to do different zone looks at us um i'm trying to think who else bga was definitely different too um <clears throat> and ran some different presses against us and 
different looks. So it's always different, and I definitely think we weren't a true post team this year, and I think that that hurt us against Webb. Um, the two top things we wanted to take away was transition and paint touches, and I think early on we lost to them twice by 11, and then the last game during tournament time of district region and then state tournament, um, we just let the boards and the physicality and the paint just kind of get away from us, and we didn't execute like we could, but at the same time, like, depth-wise, physicality-wise, we just we didn't match up well against them right there. But our girls did their best, and they really, really put everything out there, and that's all that I could ask of them. Joined today by Hannah Jones. She's the <clears throat> head girls basketball coach at MTCS. We'll take a brief pause and be right back. Folks, who try not to be controversial, but in these times, you can't help it. Tune in to Rutherford Magazine with your host, me, Mike Sparks, Sunday evenings from 5 to 6 p.m. Listen as we talk politics, some local history, faith, and freedom. Good afternoon, that normal buildup through Mount Juliet right now, the heavy traffic 40 east through that section of Wilson County, moving a rank 7,000 block of Old Harding Pike out in West Nashville. Still heavy, but moving down into Brentwood, Franklin. It really wants to slow down sometimes 65 southbound at 840 in the Spring Hill area. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. If you want it done right this spring, check out the, their website at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Murfreesboro's favorite pizza is now hiring at all three locations. That's right. Join the Sir Pizza team. Just stop on in and ask for a manager. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Hannah Jones joined us today. She's the head girls basketball coach at MTCS, coming off a state runner-up finish. I know you want that gold ball, but boy, that silver one fits very nicely in that trophy case too, doesn't it? Reflect on this year's team. Uh, This year's team was really, really special. Um, I think that we knew that we were going to look different and different pieces and we're going to have all different ages and grades playing at different points. So I was really proud of the way our girls always were eager to execute what I was asking offensively. Um, we didn't do the same things the entire year, but we definitely had an identity of defense creating offense and pushing in transition and crashing the glass. And so I think a lot of that is just attitude and effort. Um, and I was really, really proud of our girls. I think that they definitely, um, just gave it their best and I'm so thankful and I'm really, really sad. I'm going to miss these three seniors. Um, Kaylee Jackson is one of them. She was number three. She was probably one of our smartest, highest IQ kids. Um, and then Autumn Davis, number five, she is our point guard. And I definitely think that she stepped up in so many ways, defensively, offensively, elevated her game from junior to senior year. And then number 23, Jalen Banks, um, definitely a skilled 
player, but an elite defender, and we're going to miss her defensive presence and her competitive spirit. She set a tone. I think these three seniors over the past two years have definitely created a culture of competitiveness and maximizing your potential and just being gritty, you know, um, and playing for the love of the game, playing for each other and trying to compete at their highest level. So I'm going to miss those three seniors, but I'm excited in what they've instilled into the younger kids. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, obviously they leave a legacy and really a, a blueprint for these returning players. They know what it takes to get to that level now, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and you mentioned a, a, a big uh, freshman class that, you know, you know that's high school basketball, you know. They come and they go, they come and they go. But <laughs> once you get that culture uh, set uh, – the the great programs it doesn't you know the faces change but the results don't change much yeah and i think it's hard to build a culture the the right type of culture where you're pouring into young women to not just compete on the basketball court but to be able to stand on their own two feet when they graduate high school when they if they choose to go to college or if they choose to go to the workforce or whatever their future looks like just being in a strong mentally um, ready, young, independent woman, I think is the most valuable lesson in sports. Give us that. Basketball is a great sport. It's very physical. It's very challenging. It's long and it's hard, but at the same time, it's very rewarding. And so I think just the fact of investing into those young girls um, so they can compete at their highest level in whatever platform they choose is one of the most exciting thing to me. And it's a big part of why I coach. All right, coach. Um, well, let's get into the web thing. Um, obviously, uh, very talented last year, very talented this year. Um, obviously, they recruit, I think I use the term globally, uh, and uh, but they're very gifted players. And, you know, sometimes you can, you know, roll the ball out and send great talent onto the field and that on the court, and that takes care of itself. But they've obviously got a pretty good plan at what they do. Yeah, um, I think that they are definitely deep. They are tall. They are strong. They are skilled at every position. And that is definitely who they are. And, you know, you get six players, I think, going to play at the next level. Says it right there. But as you said, um, twice this year, you really played them tough. You played them as tough as anybody around here has. And, um, you know... I guess, um, like I said, I know it's kind of bittersweet with the silver, but I think the silver is quite impressive myself. <laughs> I do too, and I'm proud of our girls, like I've said so many times already right here. Um, it is tough mentally. So in my two years here, we've played them a total of nine times, and we're 0-9. We've had some really close games, and we've had some exciting games, and then we've had just some blowout games. And I think that it's just as much as a physical battle of when you look at – you see their six six. You see their six foot and above roster, and how deep they go on the bench. There, it's really tough on um, high school girls, and I think that our players, they no matter what, they still truly believed. Um, even though on paper and on the eye test, you, everyone doubted that Webb was beatable. We all do. We all still think they're beatable. It's kind of a David and Goliath story. I think any given team can beat another any type of team on any given day, you know, but at the same time you have to 
execute defensively. You have to take away, like I said earlier, you got to take away their top things, and then we have to – everybody's got to be ready to shoot. And that was kind of our game plan going in was slow down them in transition, take away the paint, and we tried to pack it in. They ended up only shooting five threes, and I don't think we had that many turnovers. Like I want to say we had less than ten turnovers or something because we knew when we had our opportunities, if we're going to push, go ahead and push it. If not, we want to space the floor out and be really smart with our shot selection. And if you're open, go ahead and take it. And some of the games that they were closer, we just made more shots. And I think we did a better job keeping them off the glass. But overall, what's the most bittersweet is just the 21 offensive rebounds that we gave up. I think just physically, mentally, we did not go the distance there. Um, And just being more aware and taking more pride in that. Um, Our girls sacrificed their bodies. They did. I think it's just, it's tough when you're that big and strong and deep. To just continually pound. I think Lindsay was now she's a junior. Um, <clears throat> she ended up fouling out in the state championship game, but I was so proud of her because the fouls that she gave, I thought they were good hard fouls, and she was trying her best to keep 32 Rosario out of the paint, and that's all I can ask for, for them to do their best. Well, I saw a photo gallery of that game, and um, <clears throat> they're not only tall, but they're, they're big, strong girls, aren't they? Yeah. Yep, they sure are. All right, um, let's move ahead. Um, you mentioned um, you've got a, a, a team next year that's going to be uh, – I think I know you'll be excited about them when we, you know, start talking about basketball next year. But, you know, you had Anna Clay Shirley this year, had a really good season, certainly a good player to, to start with. But I know you've got other ones you might want to mention. Yeah, I think Anna Clay Shirley definitely um, obviously a great three-point shooter. She did a much better job getting to the rim for us this year, and I think she definitely stepped up defensively for us and used her height more and length more than she did last year as an eighth grader. And um, and we had another freshman starter for us. Her name is Ashley Rucker, and she brought she earned her starting position just with her physicality and rebounding. She's got a natural instinct to get her hands on the ball off the boards. Um, I think state championship tournament time for her maybe. Just being, she definitely, I think, was more of a true freshman than Shirley was, who was there with us as an eighth grader. So that was just valuable time for Ashley to continue to grow, develop, and understand like the the pace and the speed and the moment. Um, <clears throat> and then we had another freshman coming off the bench for us, Madison Graham, and she's another sharp shooter, tall. They all, all three of those have height and strength for us um, around the perimeter. And then I think we have another freshman who's come in. Her name is Kylie Jo Byram. She's another. She's not afraid to shoot it. She looks to shoot it. She's a great shooter. Um, really excited for her to develop other aspects of her game. And um, it's if you had asked any of the girls, we did kind of some family meetings, what we called them, and we talked about different leaders on the team. And Kylie Jo was one that they always pointed to of just always being a great example of a leader, having great work ethic. Um, when times were tough, she was never complaining. She was pushing through. So I was so she didn't get that many minutes, but clearly she made an impact on the team. So those four, that four freshman class right there, those are some really amazing kids and hearts of gold too. We moved to our sophomore class, Claire Knight. Um, she is an undersized post, but strong and great hands and feet. And I think that she earned her starting position later on um, tournament time just because of she was smart. She was so smart and she worked really really hard. So. Um, I'm excited to have her back, continue to develop her around the rim. Um, Excuse me. And then we have in our junior class, Riley Smith. She was number 12. Um, Just kind of a calm, 
presence on the court, uh, especially defensively. She was always getting her hands on rebounds. I know it's kind of at the end of our CAK game, she had some three kind of crucial turnovers that CAK really pounced on. But I think Riley definitely, in those moments, she's going to learn. She's going to grow. She definitely brings a length. <laughs> Excuse me. Allergies are getting me. Um, but she also had seven rebounds in that game, and that was huge for us because we had to stop LaFue, number 11 for them, on the boards. And um, Lindsay Wisnowski, uh, she, like I said earlier, she's a t- one of our tallest players, junior player, so I'm excited to continue to develop her around the rim and um, just building her confidence, I think, is key. And I think that making sure that she finds her role and finds her niche because she definitely has the, the attitude and the work ethic to get it done. So I'm really excited for all of those players. Um, and I just hope that they step up to the plate and they remember this journey and they remember the good times as well as the bad and the, the struggle points. Because if you're not learning and growing, um, then that's, we're kind of missing the point there. And I think this group understands that growth mindset. All righty, Coach. Again, congratulations on another great season. Uh, state runner-up. Um, I know you, your girls will work hard in the off season. And, you know, as they say, that's where you make yourself a better player. And um, mm-hmm. um, we really appreciate you joining us today. And again, congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me and giving me a chance to talk about my girls. All right, thanks, Coach. Yeah, thank you. That's Hannah Jones joining us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today's show. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. Brought to you by State Farm Agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Halls Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, SoCo Roofing and Restoration, and Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. 